When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at City Field in Queens, the Marlins and the Mets played game two of their four-game weekend wraparound series. In game two, Braxton Garrett went opposite of Taiwan Walker. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Back with you at City Field in New York, where the Marlins come up one run shy this afternoon. They fall to the Mets by the final of 3-2, to two, Taiwan Walker, terrific on the mound for New York over the first six and two-thirds. Mets scored early, then were able to hang on late and pull out the second straight win to begin this series. Still two more games, 140 tomorrow and 110 on Monday afternoon. Walker started against Braxton Garrett in this one, and the Marlins had a shot, or so it appeared, right out of the gate. John Birdie led off the top of the first inning with an infield single. He stole second. He stole third with one out. Marlins had a runner 90 feet away. The steals by Birdie in the first inning gave the Marlins now 11 straight games with at least one stolen base, extending their club record. It's the second longest streak in Major League Baseball this season. They can tie the Cubs mark of 12 straight games with at least one steal if they swipe a bag in game three of this series tomorrow. So you had Birdie on to start the game, had him at third with one out, but after Jazz Chisholm struck out for the first out, Walker then able to strike out both Jorge Soler and Garrett Cooper, both looking at strike three with Birdie only 90 feet away. So Walker with three Ks, one on the slider, one on the splitter, one on the fastball to get out of that first inning unscored upon. Braxton Garrett needed only eight pitches to retire the side in the Mets half of the first, three straight ground ball outs, one to first and two to short. But in the second inning, the Mets would break through against Garrett with one out, Mark Canna, a single. He'd go to second base and a J.D. Davis walk. Eduardo Escobar then sent a fly ball onto the warning track in right field that Avi Garcia ran down, but the runners tagged and both moved up. Canna to third base, Davis to second, and that's where they were with two down for the number eight man, the league's fourth leading batter, Jeff McNeil. 2-2 two -two to McNeil is a line drive into right field, down for a base hit. Garcia charges aggressively in from third, Canna, stopping at third base, Davis. And McNeil has given the Mets a 1-0 lead in the second. He's got himself a six-game hitting streak. That was his 33rd RBI of the season. Then in the third, they would extend the lead against Braxton Garrett with one out, Starling Marte, a single. That brought the shortstop, Francisco Lindor up. 2-2 pitch, and that ball is slammed left center. Way back, Soler and De La Cruz, and that one's gone. Lindor's done it for the second game in a row. A two-run shot here in the third inning to make it 3-0 Mets. His 11th home run, RBI's 50-51, third most in the National League. Lindor had a three-run homer in the first last night, a two-run blast in the third here today. And the Mets had the 3-0 lead, and Walker was rolling along. After the birdie single to lead off the first, we told you he struck out three straight, Chisholm, Soler, and Cooper in inning number one. He would then retire the side in order in the second, in the third, in the fourth, in the fifth, 
And in the sixth, he would set down 18 consecutive Marlins after the birdie single leading off inning number one. For Miami, Braxton Garrett made it through four in this game, allowing three runs on five hits. He walked a couple, didn't record a strikeout, allowed the long ball to Lindor. He was pulled after 75 pitches, 44 strikes. And Marlins' bullpen did a good job in this ball game. Dylan Floro, a scoreless inning. Jimmy Yacobonis, two-thirds scoreless. Richard Blyer, a scoreless inning. And Lewis Head, an inning and a third scoreless. And that kept this game within shouting distance for the Marlins. As good as Walker was, the Marlins were able to stick around. And in the seventh, they would finally break through. After 18 straight had gone down, Jazz Chisholm worked a leadoff walk against Taiwan Walker. He stole second. That was... At the time, the third of eventually five stolen bases in the game for Miami today. With Jazz at second base, Jorge Soler, a fly ball to right for the first out. Garrett Cooper then a fly ball to center for out number two, but that advanced Jazz to third. So with two down and Chisholm 90 feet away, Marlins down 3 nothing. up stepped Avi Garcia. 1-2 to Garcia. Line drive right center, going to get down for a hit to put the Marlins on the scoreboard. It'll roll to the wall in front of the bullpen. Avi will turn it second and slam on the brakes. Nimmo had a little bit of trouble picking that one up, so the Marlins are on the scoreboard at last. It's 3-1 in the seventh, and here comes Buck Showalter. That was it for Taiwan Walker. Done after six and two-thirds innings, he was relieved by Drew Smith, who promptly struck out Lewin Diaz, who was 0 for 3 in this game. His second game, first start with the Marlins here in 2022. So Smith escaped that seventh with the Mets in front, 3 to 1. Taiwan Walker, six and two thirds innings, two hits, one run, walked one, struck out nine through 97 pitches, 62 strikes. Smith stayed out there for the eighth. He got Miguel Rojas to foul the first, then he struck out Nick Fortes and Brian De La Cruz. So we went to the ninth with the Mets leading 3-1. to one. There was a save in it. That meant we get to see Edwin Diaz for the first time here in 2022. Diaz, who has been so electric as the Mets' closer. But he allowed a leadoff hit to John Birdie. On an 0-2 slider, Birdie cued one into right field. And the Marlins got the tying man to the plate with nobody out of the ninth inning. Birdie then, with Jazz Chisholm batting, stole second. And when... Tomas Nito's throw sailed into center field. Birdie picked himself up and went to third. So now down 3-1. to one. Miami had a man at third. Nobody out ninth inning. Jazz Chisholm took a disputed called third strike. Pitch was in off the plate. It was close, but it was, according to pitch cast, in off the plate. He was rung up by Adam Beck, who seemed to have a rough day behind the plate today. Jazz was incensed by the call and was eventually ejected from the game by Adam Beck. So that was the first out with Birdie still at third base. Then Jorge Soler went down swinging on his slider for the second out. But the Marlins weren't done. Down to their final out, had a man at third. And Garrett Cooper would keep this one going. The 2-1 pitch, a line drive into center field. He got his slider, he gets a base hit. Birdie scores, it's a one-run game. So now the Marlins had the tying man on, the go-ahead man at the plate. Donnie ran for Garrett Cooper, inserting Luke Williams into the game. And with Garcia at the plate, Williams promptly stole second base, the fifth stolen base in this ballgame for Miami. So now the tying man was at second, two outs the ninth, and the Marlins' last hope was Avi Garcia. Against one of the elite closers in the game, Edwin Diaz. 
2-2, Garcia swing and a miss at a slider, and that'll do it. A 17th one-run loss. The Marlins fall to the Mets by the final of 3-2. So they go down swinging in the ninth. They push across a run against one of the best in the business, but they leave the tying man out at second base. Mets win it 3-2 for New York. Three runs, six hits, one error, six runners left. Mets won one for five with men in scoring position in the game. For the Marlins, two runs, four hits, no errors. They strand three. Marlins went two out of ten with runners in scoring position. Taiwan Walker, the winning pitcher, five and two over Braxton Garrett, the loser, one and two. Edwin Diaz nailed down his 14th save of the year. Time of the ballgame, two hours, 51 minutes in front of a crowd of 40,000. 21 here at City Field in New York. So the Mets improved to 4-1 and one in their homestand. They improved to 44-23 and 23 overall. They are 21 games over 500 for the first time since September of 2015. They improved their record now to 22-9 and nine here in their home ballpark, City Field. As for the Marlins, well, the frustration continues. Miami now 3-5 and five on this road trip. The Marlins have dropped five of their last six games, including each of the last three straight. They fall to 28 and 35, seven under overall, and now eight and 17 in games this season decided by a single run. Marlins are 13 and 21 on the road with losses in 16 of their last 23 away from Lone Depot Park. Taiwan Walker over Braxton Garrett, Mets three, and the Marlins two. The Marlins and Auto Nation working together again this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Only four strikeouts in this game today, none from the starter Braxton Garrett in his four innings of work. First time since last April, the Marlins starter didn't record a strikeout in something more than a one-inning opener-type appearance. Dan Castano did it last April against the Giants. Braxton Garrett here today. But in all, four strikeouts. It's $100 for AutoNation's Drive Pick Initiative. Our season total is now 544Ks for the Marlins staff, $13,600 to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. Mets edged the Marlins 3-2 to two yesterday afternoon. Let's hear what the manager, Don Mattingly, had to say afterwards. Put you on the defensive. Hey, Garrett, uh, a short outing today, but he had a couple quick innings, and in between there, the Mets tagged him for three, but kept it close at the end there, gave you guys a chance. What were your thoughts on his outing? Yeah, it was okay. Um, like you said, he kept it close, a lot of pitches. Um, didn't seem to be able to put guys away. I think that's the biggest thing. Like we'd get two strikes and weren't able to kind of finish at bats. Um, but from there, I thought our bullpen did a really nice job with you know, Floro, Yacobonis, uh, Richard, and then, and then Head kind of keep continued to give us chances uh, to score. And we were finally able to break through there uh, in the seventh, and then obviously had some, you know, had some things going in there in the ninth. Have you had a chance to get a closer look, or did you get a closer look to that last uh, called strike on Jazz? Yeah, we, I seen it. <clears throat> I mean, you know, you're not going to sit there and, and blame the whole game on a, on a mm-hmm. call. Uh, I feel like obviously he misses that one. You don't want to see him miss him with guys on base. I know the one earlier with Cooper in the first inning. Uh, another situation where there's runners out there. He missed the third strike, so it's like. But I'm sure he missed them both ways. I'm sure we got some calls. So, yeah, you just hate to see it in the, you know, in the ninth like that. With Jazz, I think even last year, it seems like he pretty has a pretty good eye at the plate, especially, you know, he's been, I guess, 
the victim of a few missed calls. Just what are you telling him, you know, just moving forward? Or? I don't tell him anything. Uh, Jazz does see the ball good. He sees it early. Um, the one pitch that he, he'll he think is a ball is the or a strike or a ball is the one in. So, you know, you're not quite sure. You can't see it from the side. Uh, you know, and it's hard to, you know, to argue that. Just try to keep Jazz from doing something that uh, you don't want him to do. Uh, back to Braxton. Is he still in sort of build-up mode? He was 70-some mm-hmm. pitch the first two. He's only he was in the mid-80s this time. Is he still getting up to where his pitch count could be? Uh, no, I think we had him We had him down for 100. It was just like we we're, we were getting back to the top of the order, uh, having trouble with that part. Just felt like that that Floro was going to be a guy at the top of the order that we wanted to use to be able to stop the game right there. Uh, yeah, he was able to do that, able to use our, you know, different guys in different parts of their order, and and really got us to the to the end. Uh, birdie leadoff single before Walker takes everything out and the stolen bases, both first and ninth. Just what he was able to bring to give you guys opportunities to try to. Breakthrough. Yeah, with Bird getting on early, and you know he gets second and third, and gives us a chance to score. Uh, we weren't able to do it, and then you know obviously in the ninth to get that thing started. Uh, you love when that first guy gets on because at that point in the two-run game, every pitch a guy throws, it's a chance to tie it up. So, you know, Bird gets that started. Um, you know, we just weren't able to finish it off. One of the better closers in baseball, just is it? You know, it's a loss, but encouraging to at least see there, he hadn't been scored upon in quite a while. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, obviously, really, Eddie is one of the best guys uh, out there, um, but it's hard to take, you know, too much from you. Still, you still lose. You have chances. Just weren't able to get it done. Just the, just the you talked about it pregame. Just the dynamic of both Birdie and Jazz and what they can provide at the top of the order, because you know. We talk a lot about a lot of home run guys, guys that you know can't necessarily steal or speed, but with those two. Yeah, you love when those guys are getting on up front for those other guys. It it does a couple of things. That it's almost what happened to us. You know, we're trying to be quick with Marte over there. Uh, we give up the home run, and that's really what you like with speed, other than being able to cause problems. It makes the pitcher be able to have to deal with two things: deal with the runner and deal with the hitter. Uh, you're hoping that it gets your guy a better pitch or you're able to advance the base and put yourself in scoring position. That was Donnie after the Marlins 3-2 loss to the Mets yesterday. Before we hear from Braxton Garrett, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Braxton Garrett after Miami's 3-2 loss to the Mets yesterday. Short outing for you, but you had a couple quick innings. They tagged you for a few runs there in the middle. Um, how would you evaluate yourself after this one? I'm uh, not quite as efficient as my previous two. Um, struggled to get ahead um, with my fastball and breaking stuff. Uh, the slider wasn't very good tonight. I had trouble getting it to the spots I was trying to, especially with two strikes. Um, what makes this lineup just so challenging? Um, they just have really good approaches and. You know, you, if you don't get something to the spot there, there good chance they'll put good wood on it. So, yeah, they did a good job of that. And, again, I just wasn't ahead. It was hard for me to finish guys being 1-0, 2-0. The home run to Lindor, what were you trying to do there? Trying to get a fastball in. I had uh, got one in, I think, previous. Um, but, like I said, the slider just didn't feel great. So tried to get another one in there. got a little too quick and just left it over the middle. What can you, I guess, take away positive from this outing moving forward? Um, that didn't have my best stuff, and um, 
you know, only gave up three, uh, didn't have any strikeouts. So, yeah, we just got to be better. I uh, got to get in the zone earlier in counts and just get my two strike breaking stuff out of the zone. Do you remember the last time you maybe won an outing without a strikeout? No. That was Braxton Garrett after the Marlins' loss to the Mets yesterday afternoon. Garrett did not record a strikeout in his brief outing. Game three of this series on Father's Day comes your way at 140 this afternoon. Sandy Alcantara versus Chris Bassett. Terrific matchup on the mound. We'll hit the air at 110 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.